All right, Will. All right. Hello, welcome. Shalom, shalom. Welcome to uh what is it? Number uh episode five now of our of our podcast? four. Four. I mean I can't count today. Uh but still it's uh this is great. Four uh number four. Uh it, it's great that to be back here. Uh, with Matt again uh, for those who are first time listening my name is Caleb Meal and this is Matt Patton yep <laughs> all right so the meeting of the ecclesia today yeah should we do a little recap since it's yeah yeah let's do a little recap of what, what we've talked about for the past um, a month now right yeah uh, over that man it's telling you it's time flies man all right so what what did we talk about we kind of gave a little intro of what we're all about um this whole point of the podcast is to reach um millennials whether um generation x millennials uh generation z and just the youth in general whoever wants to listen but to reach out to those who want more than just being part of a church system those who have left the church system and this is to reach out to those to give a better understanding of what it means to have a relationship with Jesus and to be uh, an ecclesia. And what the ecclesia means, it, it was always referred to as a people, as a, a great assembly, and, and and understanding its background and how um, politically, um, how uh, the, the Roman Empire or how they did politics, it was they were known as an ecclesia. And when Jesus set it up, we would be we it, uh, it was all to be set up as a spiritual um kingdom uh but he bringing the kingdom of heaven here on earth but um we were talking about the differences between understanding what ecclesia is and understanding the what how how we understand church to be then when we moved on from that we uh let's see what did we tell we talked about the um it was the mission it was the mission of the ecclesia to understanding what 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 we were called to do, what is our purpose, and it's what um Jesus said when he was ascending up to heaven to go and baptize, uh go through all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, um and then understanding that and then when after when we talked about that and the details of that we talked about the message of the ecclesia. That's great. We go out and preach the gospel, sure, but what is the message? What is the gospel? Well, it's basically what it is telling um, who we are um, in the body of Christ. First, understanding who he is and, and, and what he did in order for us to uh, gain access. And, and, and not just access, but our, our relationship with um, that, it, that it is restored with our Heavenly Father. And, just, and with that, all these added details of what we have access to. And, um, and there's more detail on that, but um, with understanding of the, the message of like the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, we hear that all the time. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, mm -hmm. if Jesus restored our relationship when he died on the cross and resurrected on the third day, and when he ascended to heaven, pouring out his Holy Spirit upon uh, uh, on, on that day of Pentecost and, for, and, for, and, and continues to do it this very day. Uh, with that outpouring, he's bringing his kingdom here on earth. It's not. It's it's not just waiting for the kingdom of heaven when in these last days. It's here now. We mm -hmm. have now access. We have now authority. We are now called uh, princes. We are now called priests and um, priestess, prophetess, prophets. All all these uh, um uh. Um, different accesses and by all means matt if you have um, anything to add to um or that recap by all means i mean i, I think that sums it up pretty well great uh, great i'm on the right track then <laughs> um now we were as we were hoping and, and we're hoping that as listeners are, are tuning in we hoping that they are they're understanding this, and hopefully that through uh, maybe um, uh, our flaws that the Holy Spirit is uh, bringing that uh, uh, interpretation and you know speaking through us. Because again, we're we're always gonna mess up, but with Him, He's gonna make everything uh, perfect. He's gonna make the message 
unknown. It's gonna and it's gonna hit the hearts where it need, where it needs to hit. So again, we always hope that, it, that this is just the time just to talk, discuss, and for you guys to tune in. Uh, go study for yourself. Even reach out. Again, we continue to encourage anyone who listens to reach out. We are we have our contact information now. So please don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. We want to talk to talk to you. We want to have a fellowship. I don't care if you're uh, far away from to in, in Alaska or even up to Canada. I mean, whoever is list, whoever's listening, uh, let reach out, reach out. Um, so our next topic that we want to, and we probably and we definitely hit on it with what we've been talking about um through the Aussie's topics, but understanding what it means about the meeting. The meaning of the ecclesia. Matt, so, you want to get you want to give any uh, a little introduction on that? What's what's an ecclesia meeting look like? Is it just church but smaller? No, 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 no. There's so it's so so much different from that because it's very democratic, actually. It's not the pastor and the worship team up on the stage preaching and singing to you. That's not how you're going to grow. You may have some good times with the Lord. You may have some good friends there. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not how you're really going to do the majority of your growth. And if you really want to grow, the way to go about it is through Ecclesia because the expectation with Ecclesia is that every person who comes brings something. Whether it's a song, they and it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you wrote or you perform. And, eh. Something that's spoken to you in the however long between meetings. Something that the Lord has moved through in you. Um, or a question about a text or a, you know, current events thing. <laughs> I mean, no guarantees that anybody's going to have answers there, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, the point is not necessarily to have answers. The point is to have space to ask the questions. And that's what Ecclesia is for. That's what Ecclesia does. And then beyond that, it's knitting, it's beginning to knit, knit us together as a family. Mm -hmm. And when such that when one of us is hurting, everybody's hurting. That's koinonia. That's the that's actually the word in Greek that means fellowship. That's a, a mutual a mutual connection, for lack of a better way to put it, mm. where if one person is doing really well, everybody's happy for them. If somebody's hurting, everybody's hurting for them and trying to figure out how we can help. Um, whether that looks like praying, whether that looks like chipping in if they're behind on their bills or whatever. And like we talked about, I forget which week it was, it was probably week two, We'd, when we talked about giving. Mm -hmm. um, it's not about giving to an organization right though as an ecclesia you can choose to give to a local soup kitchen give to um, whatever whatever local organization you choose to probably best if it's not 501c3 right <laughs> yeah we're trying to get away from that <laughs> yeah trying to get away from any uh ties to the government to, to you know um because again they can they control the means they they provide the the resources and they can say okay if you don't abide what we tell you to do or we tell you to say we'll take up we'll take a, take your funding mm -hmm. many people don't see it that way but uh and because my, and there are those that um, for those who are standing up for truth, who will say what, what the Bible says, um, praise God, maybe nothing's maybe nothing has happened. But there are those who 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 um there are those that push that push the the message in, in the sense that um, the government means business. If they don't, if you don't comply, we we uh we take your resources. 
And it's not so much a question of funding, it's more a question of a tax shelter. Right, right. It's, it, and if you break the Johnson Amendment rules, there goes your tax shelter. And the people who have been giving to you because they're going to get a tax break at the end of the year mm-hmm. are going to be real upset. Yeah. And I mean, and who wants to live like that? You know, really think about that. You, it sounds more stressful dealing with that being part of, uh, you know, to deal with the the the, the laws in or the politics and or what I, I, wrong. I don't have the right ter- term, but dealing with that process, all those regulations, regulations. Thank you. It's just um, a- deal, just dealing with all those regulations. And said, why not just uh, take away that stress and just meet, like like just a normal meeting. You know, just gathering with friends, gathering with brothers, gathering with sisters, gathering with mothers, gathering with fathers, you know, just treat it. Don't, we don't have to, we, we, we treat it with, you know, um, we, we've overcomplicated it, you know, where, where it should be simple. And that's where the Lord's getting our mindset. It'd be that it, it is that simple. If you, if you let me, if you put, uh, if we put Jesus in the, in the back as the head and put him as the center. Put him in the sem- uh, center of the assembly, as a, as he what, as he was uh, like like in the when the twelve tribes was first set, and and the and the Levites were in charge of uh, the tabernacle that, that it was to, to be in the center of Israel, supposed mm-hmm. to be in the in the midst of the camp where God's presence was supposed to be because He wanted to be with His people in the same way that's with us too, not on the outskirts somewhere, not on the outskirts somewhere, not in some separate place called church right church <laughs> right right um but yeah it's so the meeting you get together with friends mm-hmm. that family you ask questions that have been burning in you you help each other work through things you choose some organization or you or if you're actually local the way ecclesia is really intended to be mm-hmm. then you can easily just be paying attention to your neighborhood and be like okay joe down the street needs some help and the ecclesia can go we're we're gonna bless him right because that way the funds don't go to a building to pay for the bills and all that but goes to the people who are actually in need mm-hmm. and it's the the way that things have been structured at least in the last hundred years since about woodrow wilson era here in the u.s specifically um has been everything's been obscured America has got has to be one of easily one of the most generous peoples, one of the most generous countries in the world. Mm. I mean, we're constantly getting hit up for stuff. <laughs> See Ukraine. <laughs> See Ukraine. Um, but it's and there's nothing wrong with being generous. We're called to be generous. That's part of being loving. That's part of being kind right but it gets obscured when we don't see it actually directly helping somebody Mm -hmm. and not that that should be your goal but at the same time it doesn't hurt either right right and seeing the gratitude in somebody when you choose to bless them. And you could choose to just keep what you would normally give as a tithe and bless random individuals in your community. Right. That works too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a uh, bring it into the in, into the storehouse. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. About something that's been overused and abused. Mhm. Right? Right. Think of it. Think of it as you know, gathering uh, like just with gathering the ecclesia. Think of it as like uh, you would gather a, for a family event, whether that be 
a birthday party. Um, someone uh, gr graduated from high school, uh, uh, or uh, uh, there are many examples. But think of just think of a, of a family event that maybe you guys are that you know that you can relate, and think of that as ecclesia. That's what it should be. You know, family get-togethers. You know. So, uh, catching up, maybe you haven't seen cousins, distant cousins in a long time, catching up with them, maybe playing a few games, uh, uh, catching up with, you know, uh, oh, you know, having a, 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 a get, getting some food to eat, drinks and all that. And, and think, and just so think of that, whatever you're, you're thinking of in your mind and putting that with the, uh, how we're trying to define Ecclesia. It's just meeting, uh, gathering together maybe having a few laughs, maybe a few cries, uh, maybe just being real with one another, um, asking the hard questions, um, being real with each other. That's the whole point. It's not, we, we got to get away from being, you know, uh, fake or saying I'm fine. No, this, this is the opportunity to be real. And it, it's easier said than done because we'd like to, you know, keep everything speaking for me. Sometimes I don't want to be open. And there's a lot of people that don't want to be open. But really, that's what it should be, a time to be open, to talk about what you're struggling with, talk about maybe what you're confused about, what the, the, the issues that they have, the conflicts maybe you're having between you and the father. I mean, this is all about it. Because again, the whole point of Ecclesia is about sharpening uh, iron, sharpening iron. A sword or, uh, or a spear or a knife won't be able, uh, it, it can't, um, if it's not sharpened, it can't be used. It, it's got to go through the, you know, uh, getting... Uh, shredded with the rock or when it, when it's refined it, it's got to go through the fires it, 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 so it's a it's a molding it's a process and that's what we have to go through and we don't and human beings we don't like that but it's a benefit it's a benefit so that we we can we can grow and also be be uh, be there to help the people who are also going through this you know we have again it goes back to being overcomers we overcome whatever our struggle is in the flesh Whatever the enemy knows that he has a hold on us, and we overcome him. That way, we he, the enemy can't hold us on that. That's part of uh, the sanctification. It's a process. It's a uh, you know becoming uh, holy as he is holy. Not like that. I'm better than anybody. No, that's not. It's it's striving for the holiness of Christ that he longs for us, and it's a process. Yes, we're gonna fail. Yes, we still got a sin to do with, but we 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 continue moving forward and that's what we have to uh, uh encourage the ecclesia yes we are all gonna we're all gonna struggle but we gotta continue moving forward we gotta continue striving set, set our eyes on him keeping our eyes on him so we can uh, um achieve perfection in him not on our own effort but but in, in him and that's the whole again that's part of also of the ecclesia knowing what that meet what that looks like to to uh run from sin to flee from sin and run to, toward holiness, towards him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it really is that simple. And it's, it has been grossly overcomplicated. And it's been, we've been led to believe that we need the structure of the church. Right. That we need the the mediation of a priest or a pastor when the reality is we're all priests we're all pastors we may not be called that way but this to act like it kingdom of priests yeah right we are called to be a part of as mm -hmm. christians yes that's that's the bottom line right and when we lose sight of that reality that's when clerical abuse happens that's when the pastor or the or the priest gets way too much power in in that social environment mm -hmm. and people don't people for the most part don't do well for long with power right tendency to corrupt right just as money you know being a tool but the love of it is it's not money's not the evil part it's the love of it that mm -hmm. that leads to corruption same with power you people persons given too much power 
They just want to want more power and then abuse that power. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, really think about that. Um, even even with the, the possibility of abuse of power, the father still wants to grant us that power and authority because his power and authority changes lives. And it's always under authority. It's always delegated from mm. him. Yeah. If we step out of line with him, the authority stops being effective. Again, one of the most reasons why the, a gathering is so important so that we can talk about these things. Uh, what you said, Matt, that everyone has a say. There's, there's always going to be, I'm not saying that sermons, we got to do away with sermons. I'm not saying that. No, because sermons have their place. Jesus had, had many sermons. I'm sure Paul had many sermons. Uh, Peter, he had to give, you know, a, you know sermons uh, like for the very first sermon when the Holy Spirit came down. That was a sermon. You get it to let everybody know, hey, what you're seeing right now is prophecy being fulfilled, at least part of it. That um that upon you know, that in the lat in these latter days I will pour out my spirit. Now again, there's still more to come with that prophecy, but again, that was part of it. That, that was the beginning of it. Um, but uh, I so again, sermons have a place. I've heard great sermons that just that were impactful and were great reminders. But again, it's not all. It's, again, it's not about gathering and hearing a sermon. A lot of it, it should just be gathering and just talk about. What are what is the father teaching you? That's the one thing I um that I that I got frustrated uh with when it came to church, especially when the when with youth group or trying to talk to baby like, hey, what's God teaching in your life? And they and they look at me like I got three eyes on my uh, on my face. Yeah, I was like, uh, did I spread? This is like, <laughs> it's just like, come on, dude, you know, you tell me God's not doing anything in your life. Whoa, uh. I don't even remember what the sermon was last week. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, again, it just shows where our hearts can be. And, and again, when we, and again, when we allow someone else to do the growing for us, instead of we, you know, we're, we're the ones that we should, should be doing the growing. And like I, like I said, I forget if it was week one or two, but if the reality is growth, won't happen because for one thing you can only grow as far as the pastor has grown if you're staying under the pastor at whatever in whatever church you can only go as far as he's gone otherwise you're going to start coming up against weirdness i mean i actually had that experience a few uh Three and a half, about three and a half years ago, I was involved in it. was actually a small group at a mega church. <laughs> it was a men's group, and I realized because I I had been involved with it for about a year, and then I stopped for a little while, and then I came back, and I realized I have grown beyond this um, this leader. Like we were. He was a, just a bit above me when I was regularly involved. But through the, through the course of how life went, how, choices I made, all that sort of good stuff, it, I leapfrogged him. And that's not me being cocky. That's just reality. Like the, We were going through David and Goliath, and I realized this guy's reading at like, third grade level in terms of really grabbing the text. Right. Yeah. And I mean, he had his points that he wanted to make, which were good and were necessary for most of the group. <laughs> but I realized I don't fit here anymore. Mm. And as, as you choose to put the effort in to growing on your own, you're going to find that more and more often. Right. As okay. long as you're in a church, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, that sort of thing is either not recognized or, or they're going to try to shut you down because they feel threatened. Right. That's the, uh, that, and that's a, a great 
point um point to a kind of a bring in the you know because again people when they when they hear church they think oh when they when we when we hear the church of acts we think of the building we think they because again that's how we've been taught that's how we've been taught to picture that's how we've been taught to know what we know and then the and people say oh no 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 caleb matt no, no no they met they met in some area sure they met in houses but they met in you know public areas yes they did yes they did Fine. but here's the thing here's the thing they but most of the majority of the meetings again synagogue was a thing it called in jewish culture on the on shabbat to me to read to hear from the readings of torah and so with that with that time being used when it went, when torah was done raising people to done reading and you know um whenever the time had the the, the christians the, the the followers of jesus would just use that time to bring the gospel but um and or use that time to you would meet as in fellowship um because it was just it was a thing so but majority of the time it was in homes mm -hmm. examples um cornelius's house where um simon peter went and that was a gentile house yeah um, and again going to a gentile house for a jew you were considered a sinner for doing that because you're going to an unclean people but Jesus was telling Peter uh, through that vision, because being a fisherman, he would understand that don't call anyone unclean. Those who want to serve me, those who want to follow me, don't call them unclean. I've called for, I've called for them. And again, that's in scripture. That's not that's in the Old Testament that the Gentiles would come to know mm -hmm. God. You hear you see about in Zechariah uh, in um, Zechariah when it comes to about the, the Feast of, of Tabernacles, that every nation and tribe would gather for the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, and, and Isaiah talks about the Gentiles. Jeremiah talks about the Gentiles uh, and other areas too. But it, it it wasn't just for the Hebrew people. The Hebrew people were, they God called them to be a light for him, to for all the nations to see, for everyone to be drawn to uh, the light of God, the presence of God. That's why the whole point of the tabernacle was there so that God could dwell and then everyone can come to know him exactly um so going back to the what but people met majority of the time it was in homes you had mary's house you had lydia's house paul's house i mean uh mm. priscilla's and aquilia uh aquilia's house if i'm pronouncing that right but major and, and other houses they were always gathering in homes because in a home that's where you can be real with one another you can be intimate. You can be honest. You can, you can, and just be, not having, not being afraid to share what you're feeling or, or, you know, come up with questions. Hey, let's talk about this, you know, and, and also, and not even just that, even just be a time of, uh, of, uh, of encouragement and excitement and saying, oh, like, guys, did you hear what God's doing? Did you hear, you see what, um, oh, miraculous thing that happened? Uh, you know, and may, maybe prophecy is addressed and this is time to talk about it. Maybe it's going back to scripture, you know, it's, it's all about, and with that, because what I'm learning about when it comes to meeting and fellowship, that's great. Now when the time is done, fellowship, now we got to learn after saying what we have to say, whether agreements or disagreements, now let's bring it to the head, Jesus, because mm -hmm. he knows all. He wants us to have, you know, conversations, whether uh, when it comes to agreements or disagreements, that's how we, that's how we, you know, uh, that's how we grow. Exactly. We can't, we can't be afraid of that. We can't be afraid of conflict. I, I, I hate conflict. I hate uh, confrontations. But um, being a part of the Bible study that I'm with um, every other Sunday night, uh, sometimes we've had, um, well, most of the time we have encouragement and discussions talking about, you know, passages of what we're reading. And sometimes we talk about um, some uh, topics that maybe we come to disagreements about, but that's all part of it. That's all part of getting to know one another. We're not uh, belittling anyone. We're not doing all that. And at least we we try not to when it mm. comes to that. Uh, and if we do, we 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 well, hopefully we are humble enough to admit, okay, we didn't mean it that way. We're sorry, but you know, it just it just again, it's all it should all be about about growing and constantly uh, a learning curve. It's you know, it, it should we should never be afraid to be. Um, be willing to be, be to be humbled, you know uh, that because that's because God will He will show grace to the humble. So, um, but my point being, if there are so many evidence, there's a, there's a lot of evidence, especially in the Book of Acts, and Paul, you know, continues to address the ecclesias 
uh, and it will mention about certain families and homes, but it was all majority of the time was in homes. Is that better, what better place to gather, to fellowship, to eat, drink with one, uh, with one another and just talk, just talk. I mean, think about it this way. They were persecuted for, yeah, that's for three centuries. They didn't stop being persecuted. I mean, there were, there were pockets of time where they weren't, where a new emperor would come in and go, you know what, the Christians aren't so bad. But they never, like, fully accepted them either. Right. They just stopped people from, you know, throwing, to them, throwing them to the lions or... Right, right, right. Again, they had their own agenda. Yeah. And through that time, it continued being that they would meet in homes. Now, towards the end of that time, a concept of clergy sort of developed... And even, even early on, you had the situation with Stephen, right? Mm -hmm. Or the, the Greek-speaking believers, their orphans and widows and sick people and whatnot, were feeling neglected by the by the church because the church was majorly majorly judean at the time not greek speaking and there was issues there were major issues between greek speaking jews and not and traditional well more traditional jews mm, right right and so they had to, the apostles realized that they needed to appoint deacons. And that's where the idea of pastor comes from. It's right. actually, they're the servant. They're the, they're the organizer. That's what, that's what Stephen and those other six or seven men did. They organized food for widows, for orphans, um, made sure that everybody got what they needed while so that the other apostles could focus on the word and prayer right and not that they and anyone can't do that as well but just so that you know everyone's got a everyone's got a role everyone's got a a a, a, a part to play you know and, and and again nothing is literal and nothing is greater Everything should be looked at this as the same, but as human beings, we tend to we tend to fall um uh, uh fall into that trap thinking like well, I don't have to be a part of this. I want to be part of this. You know, this is better and, and whatever, whatever reason. But everything everything is all important. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, kind of going kind of going back to uh how it relates to you know structure. Well, uh, you know, this is like well, no, we need the structure. We need we need the the church building because there must be structure. You're absolutely right. There need you're absolutely right in the sense there's always when everything there needs to be structure, mm -hmm. but not in the way how we know. We see how that kind of structure God is used, but how it can be easily uh, um, go in the one direction in the wrong direction mm -hmm. when it comes to then leads to hypocrisy, corruption, power hungry, uh, you know agenda seeking what or whatever goes with it um mm -hmm. and uh but with, with the structure there needs to be leadership that's what the whole point of the fivefold ministry is about that's what and i and that's why jesus appointed you know apostles and because uh, again he wa he was trying to teach them that you know everyone's got to play not just me i mean i'm doing i'm doing it through you but i want to work through through all of you everyone's every one of you has got a purpose so therefore everyone's got a part to play everyone but the, and with everything there must be structure but not as in like how how we know it you want to add on that man that's the the metaphor of the body we are the body of christ right and the eye can't say to the elbow i don't need you the little toe can't say to the ear i don't need you or vice versa every part is necessary Mm -hmm. Every part is needed, and those parts that are less 
um, glorified need to be raised up, mm. need to be loved the more mm. because they've been so squashed down. And the, the bottom line with that is everything has to be in love. If it's not in love, then it's being done wrong. Mm. Yeah. If we can manage to do things in love consistently, that will speak more, that will speak greater volumes to the world as a whole than all the signs and wonders we could ever hope to perform. Mm. Because what good is a sign and a wonder if it's not pointing to something greater? Well, what did Paul say? If I can speak in tongues, but have no love, I'm nothing. If I can heal people and have no love, I'm nothing. I mean, he, he words it in other ways, but it still points to the fact, if I can do all this stuff, but have no love, it's all in vain. Exactly. It's all in vain. So it's, it's about unlearning the old. Yeah. And moving out of that more fleshly, carnal mindset into a heavenly one that is for lack of a better way to put it tuned to love where we know that jimmy over there he's a part of us and it's more than just a mental ascent it's not just some philosophical concept mm -hmm. it's truth and ultimately as human beings, we are that anyway, right? So if that's the case, then how did we get so far off? Again, remember, the enemy is so subtle. He knows that whatever, what, what, what happened in, uh, at the very beginning when the Holy Spirit came down on the Feast of Shavuot and Pentecost, that um, pe uh, people were getting saved, People were being born again. People were filled with the Holy Spirit, and and the enemy's like, "Oh, this can't go any further. We we got we got uh we got we got to do something. We got to either do more persecution or better yet, make a religion out of this. And yeah. therefore, we go. And therefore, yeah, sure, it's growing buildings and people going in, sure. But then they're it they're, they're just it's they're just as dead." As you know, as dry bones in the grave. And it's sad. Yeah. And anybody with anybody who is discerning at all sees it. Yeah. Whether you're saved or not. Yeah. I'll hmm. never forget I'll never forget of a one I, I I can't remember where it is, but we heard about a um a person that visited the United States because I think it was a woman. She wanted to visit the United States because she was told that it's a Christian nation. You know, think, saying that, um, I, oh, I can't wait to see how God is moving in here. And and this is going to be sobering for anyone who hears this, but and it's, it's a constant reminder, but how she saw a lot of believers, you know, being part of the world, doing worldly things, being distracted by the TV, reading all that. And again, not pointing any fingers because, again, I'm, in, I'm qualified in that too, guys. Um, so... But and she was like, I'll never come back here again because everyone's full of themselves. They're, look, God is not glorified, at least where I was, even though there was persecution, God was glorified. And it's sad again, it goes back to the word sad, but praise God that God is, still has a plan for the United States that, she, mm -hmm. that He's not done with her, He's not done with her because God is waking up people, they're seeing how dead the system is. And it's got to be more. There's a hunger. We're seeing revivals. If, we, if those who haven't heard, there's been going, there's been revivals going around the United States as well as the nations and on college campuses. Yep. The Holy Spirit is pouring upon people. It's a, it's a it's a beginning of something. So therefore, we need to ask Father, Father, increase that, increase that, because we need to see more more of that than a, than a regular. Uh, church service where the, you know nothing's happening no no one's getting healed no one's um prophesying no one's got, got you know so you know we 
want that back. And the thing is, everyone can be a part of it. Everyone can prophesy. Uh, the, the, again, if you're called to be a prophet, then the Lord's going to, he's going to confirm that to you, a prophet or prophetess or, or wherever. But Paul even told the, the uh, ecclesia in, in Corinth, you know, I encourage you guys to prophesy. More prophesy than anything else, really. Um, uh, yes, speaking in tongues is sure, but that do that with you know one on one, and if, it, and if it comes up, there must be an interpreter. But but um, the point making that when it comes to prophesy, I encourage you guys strive for the gifts, but even more to prophesy. Give the message what the fathers want to tell you to to encourage you and all that. Go for it, Matt. Because that'll make that'll make visitors wonder. Yeah, that's the sign and the wonder. Hello. I say I say it all the time. The signs and wonders are evidence. You know, healings and all that. Miracles are just is the evidence that there is a God. And he's deeply involved and deeply concerned with what happens here. His heart is for us. Period. End of story. He desires us. I'll let that sit for a minute. He desires communion with us. That's what we were designed for. And last I checked in church, the only time communion is brought up is when you're taking the Lord's Supper. It's not mentioned any other time. But let's break that word down, right? Common union. Mm. it's not just a sharing in what Jesus did. It's a sharing amongst ourselves. Mm. And, it, and it's meant to evoke change, evoke healing. Yeah. Whether relational, whether physical, whether emotional, doesn't matter. Even financial all these things that's what is encompassed in salvation it's oh i could go on all day yeah i know if anything it's a it's, it's a reminder and there's something about it you know i when i've been in a, in a service where you know they bring in the, the crackers or the juice and all that uh sure it's nice don't get me wrong it's nice but there but it's there is something unique when it's real in a when you're in a house, maybe a few full of people, and everyone's partaking of the same bread, maybe even drinking the same wine. I don't know. I don't. I don't. You do however the Lord leads you. Maybe just sharing from different cups. That's fine. But um, there's something about it when you're all together, maybe just in a little group, and and the presence is there. It's a, it's a reminder of what why we're do, why we're why we're all here. Mm -hmm. This is what Jesus was preparing us for. To remember, to remember what he did. This is why we're here. Is because what he did. Mm -hmm. mm. And this is why we can meet. We can be a part of his kingdom because of him, not by us. <laughs> we would we we failed it too many times, but he did it. It's not about us. <laughs> it's not about us. Though, at the same time, it is, because it's about restoring us. Praise the Lord to that communion. Praise the Lord. And that, like, that word is so deep. I've been writing a paper on the orthodox idea of theosis, mm -hmm. doctrine of theosis, which is the idea that the point of salvation is given we choose to walk that path. But the point of salvation is for us to become one with God, mm. not just go to heaven when you die and play a harp. For <laughs> That's boring. That's dumb. Sorry. Very, very. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, but to, in some mysterious way, and I, I, the they try to explain it with some really dense, <laughs> really dense philosophical language, but let's just say that it's a mystery. And that's like, the fun of it, you know? It's a mystery. And that's the beauty of it. We can yeah. see that and accept it. How exactly it works doesn't really matter. That it works matters. Right. That exactly. Yeah. And the 
the way that the West has viewed sanctification, it's very similar. They just stop short because, um, especially, yeah, especially kind of building on Augustine, then there's Luther and yeah. the reformers. And they saw that that struggle between the new man and the old Adam in life and went, okay, and Luther especially went, okay, we are sinners, but we're justified at the same time, which is true, but I'd rather not identify as a sinner, right? Mm. Admit that it's there. Don't ignore it. Right. <laughs> don't identify with it. Don't be like, I'm a sinner. That... No. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's, and with that, it makes this gulf between us and God, even as believers. Because there's always that, well, I'm a sinner thing. In the East, they're like, well, church is supposed to be like a, a hospital, right? not a courtroom. Mm. The judgment's not here. The judgment I mean, hasn't there, come yet. There is that. There is that. But that's not the point here. Right. The point is for us to get together and figure this out. And however that looks like, whether the, whether in you know in the Eastern tradition, there's a very strong monastic tradition. Very strong. Um but yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's deep, it's mysterious, and it's something that the rest of us need to sort of reclaim because yeah. we got so, especially especially the last couple hundred years, we've gotten so stuck in logic mm -hmm. and need to have an answer for everything mm -hmm. that mystery is almost anathema. It's, it may as well be a cursed word. Hmm. That's what anathema means. Gotcha, let, gotcha. Let, let it be accursed. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, no one's... It, it, I've always been taught saying, you know, it's okay to say to someone, well, what about this? And you, it's okay to say to someone, you know what? I don't have an answer for that. That's a great, that is a great question. I don't have an answer for that. It just shows that, you know, you're real with the person. And I, don't, I don't have all the answers but I'm continuing to, to go and continue to learn. Exactly. Um, I would and just say, the Lord hasn't shown me about that. I, I don't have an answer when it comes to this, but I do have an answer about this. I can't deny that there is a God because there's too much, there's too much evidence not to ignore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, so just, yeah. it, just, it just goes back to just being real. Just be, just being real, and don't don't get me wrong. I have totally a huge respect for people who who learn how to answer people when it comes to you know like apologetics and all that, and and, uh, and I have total respect for them because they'll they'll blow atheists you know they'll blow their minds when it comes to their how they reason things, but again, when it comes to logic, um, with only having the logic but not the the power of the spirit, then you're relying on your own. Um, strength and when's the last time an apologist actually won somebody over mm. they can win the weight they can win the argument but what good is winning an argument if you don't actually win the person mm. how is that loving to just go i reasoned better than you i mean yes there's a place for it don't get me wrong it's useful but it has to be tempered with love. It can't just be a spear. Right. And also, it, and then it just goes back to the signs and wonders. Because when those happen and those manifest through us, through the ecclesia, then it's almost hard to ignore. But I mean, people can choose to ignore it. We've seen that with the Pharisees and with Jesus. Jesus continued to heal people. And they just... They ignored the fact that, hey, this, hand, this guy's hand restored. No, he healed on the Sabbath. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So it's just like, it's, I mean, you know, you really think about that. It's just like, dude, were you not there? What's the matter with you? He, he, he just healed the guy. He just healed the guy. He's restored. He's happy. Do you not see the, the expression on his face? And you're concerned about this little thing? And you can, and you can see his hand works. <laughs> when it didn't work before, what's the matter? It's just, yeah, yeah. Now my New York is coming out. Like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you are, man. Anyway, but yeah, it, oh, it's, it's about getting together and being real. Yes. That's the bottom line. And we know that that's what is sorely missing in our generation. There, yeah, I mean, you might have one friend, one that you can really be real with. The goal of Ecclesia is that everybody in that small group feels safe enough to just be real right with everybody yeah because there's that understanding that we're operating from a place of love not yeah. of judgment not of religion right and we're all on the same journey exactly you know? we we have our baggage and we want to over, we want to give that baggage to jesus we're all we all you know come from different mothers that's why i've heard the phrase we all come from different mothers different lifestyles different um pros and cons and but we're all on the same journey as believers in the messiah and yeshua hamashiach and jesus christ we're all on the same journey we want to get um continue running the race um and the whole point is to um be there for one another have each other's backs whenever we fall down we help each other pick, pick you know be there to help pick each other up we, we rely on him to pick us up but as a family, we're all here for each other. Exactly. And that's what we want to get back to. We want to get back to. If someone if someone feels like they need prayer over, okay, let's stop what we're doing. Lay our hands. Let's 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 just pray and let's just let the Holy Spirit just do his work. Don't let's not hinder it. Let's just let's just pray. And just let's see what the Holy Spirit does. That's one of the desires that I've had. And I'll be I'll, and I'm I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned it here. Uh, but I've desired, I have a desire to do a, um, uh, I, I'm trying to word it right, uh, uh, prayer, a prayer tent, just setting up a tent, whether uh, somewhere public, and just, you know, inviting anyone. If you just need prayer, let's go on. If you just want to talk, come over. Let's, let's just, ha let's, let's have in fellowship. If you have questions about what we believe, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Let, or if you just need prayer for something pain or just prayer or something's going on. You don't even have to share it. You just want prayer. Let's just, let's, let's do it. And then let's see what the Holy spirit does. Cause again, it just, again, it goes back to, it's not about us, but we're here. We want, we want to be here to bring Jesus to you. That's what we're called. You know, I, I always remember that song from, um, uh, uh, casting crowns. If we are the body, why aren't his, you know, his hands healing. Why aren't his feet going? You know, why aren't his words teaching? You know, I, it's always hit me with that song. It's like, why aren't we doing that? He's yeah. called us to do that. 20 years ago. <laughs> isn't, that a, isn't that just mess with your head? Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm old enough to say 20 years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And so that's the meeting of ecclesia it's yes. just friends getting together being real talking about the lord praying with each other who knows maybe, maybe and maybe even see, hearing from the lord from someone prophesying maybe mm. seeing a miracle happen maybe right away you know expect the unexpected that's the exciting thing about when following jesus anything could happen mm. i mean we maybe not see it right away but that we saw it a lot in the acts and sometimes it wasn't even right away sometimes it was days uh, before something happened but again when we're coming to jesus everything was exciting every everything was life-changing we want to get back to that we want to get back to that not, not not just the excitement of all but that you know just just getting back to the family aspect of it every, that you know, we can just you know have that fellowship it kind of, and also it's a little glimpse of what it will look like 
when the new heavens and the new earth come and everything is all set and everything's good. I can't even imagine what the life is like. Just everything is good. Where there's no sin anymore. I mean, just an ecclesia is just kind of like a little, a little picture of that. So guys, again, we might, who knows, maybe next week we might even talk more about the, uh, the meaning of it, but we just wanted to, we wanted this message to be a focus on what giving you guys an understanding that meeting is just pretty much simple gathering together encouraging one another and also the big part breaking bread together and we were talking about communion just mm. understanding the, the 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 importance of it just breaking bread together reminding of what we're why we're here of, of who of who started it all and just fellowshipping with each other and it doesn't have to be one day or two days Meet whenever you feel like it. Mm -hmm. Meet whenever you feel like it. You say, hey, let's call a meeting together. Hey, you guys want to go to the park? Let's go. Let's, go. let's let's have a time of fellowship. Maybe just time of praise or prayer. Gather whenever you feel like it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the beauty of it. Yes, I, I do believe that there's an important day and a Shabbat. But meet whenever you want. Meet whenever you want. Exactly. It's not about a specific day. It never has been. It was made that way. We were, we were told that that's how it had to be. But does it? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And even Paul said it. He's like, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, doesn't matter. Just meet. And when you meet, love on each other. Love on the Lord. Remember what the Lord did for you. That's the bottom line. Well, guys, I think we'll uh, we will wrap it up here. Um, guys, thank you for uh, for um for tuning in. Uh, uh, in two weeks, we'll let you guys know what we'll talk about next. Again, I always look forward to the uh, to this uh, time of fellowship and, and just discussion. And I hope this uh, topic has blessed you. Um, and yeah. So that's the, the message of the meeting. So again, we will let you guys know about the uh, um, if we're having it for in two weeks. And we'll let you know about the topic. So again, a blessing upon everyone who's listening in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Shalom. Indeed. So as we're, as we're wrapping, um, let's uh, go through how to meet or how to reach out to us. So we've got a uh, Proton address. So that's outpouring underscore fellowship at proton.me. Uh, you can also reach out to Caleb on Instagram at Caleb underscore meal and myself on Telegram at Matthias76. We hope to hear from you. We, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. So everybody be blessed. Be blessed. Go do Ecclesia. That's the point of this. It's to whet your appetite and so you'll want to go and do. It's not just a lesson. <laughs> it, it's not about lessons. It's about almost action, and yet at the same time weighing on the father. I mean, that's probably another uh, topic for another time. But uh, yes, definitely is. <laughs> yes. So anyway, guys, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, we hope this lesson has uh, uh, blessed you. Shalom. Shalom.